What up, what up? It's the Cam Eakin Show. I'm in here live with my guy, Albert Salmono, master trainer, 16 years in the game, my personal trainer, trainer to a lot of my friends, good friend of mine for a, for a long, long time. Thanks for coming on the show, bro. Nice to see you, Cam, as always. I actually trained you just an hour ago. Like 30 minutes it, ago. Yeah, exactly. It's we nice got that, to see you still. We got that post-workout glow going, you know. That's it. But, uh, so you've been, you've been training for 16 years. And in the last year, you've done 3,000 virtual sessions. So maybe give me a little bit of background about just the last 16 years of your life and now this, this new transition you've made. Has that been crazy for you? Or you just took it in stride? Bro, when I first started training, man, like every new trainer, you're a towel pickle, picker up. Like you just walk around, man, and just, hey, can I get you anything? That kind of situation. And then what started happening because of the gym and the area that we were and maybe due to my personality or my hard work or the hours that I put in at the gym because my pops, I, I was broke when I first started training, man, like very, very broke. My, my pops would drop me off um, on his way to work. Um, that was like at eight in the morning. And then my shift started around 3 p.m. Uh, so I'd work out, but also just try to talk to members and, Hey, do you need anything? That kind of thing. And, uh, at 3 PM I'd work till 11. Uh, that was the old, old shifts over at the Boston sports club. And then, uh, at 11, my mom and, or my dad would pick me up at night and, you know, which is tough. And I remember, dude, I was like your age now, like, you know, I was like, uh, 26, 27. And so it was one of these games, man, where it was just like time to hustle. And where I was coming from Boulder, man, it was a different kind of hustle. And uh, so when I moved out here, I was like, man, I got I just got to get a job, mom and dad. And mom and dad were like, you got to get a career. You don't want to just get a job. Like, if you, if you want to go work at Starbucks, man, you can do that. But we want you to get a career and a path. And to be honest with you, Cam, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful. So I, I went yeah. I lived with them. And uh, I stayed on their pullout couch in the basement. Um, I had two little brothers. It was great. But it was very... Um, it was, it was a very, very cool period of, of our lives for everything, for my brothers, for my parents. We're all in one house and it was a big house. Um, and uh, houses in the Northeast cost a lot of money. And so, uh, and so we were just chilling in it. It was, it was really nice. And then what happened with the training is I got more and more clients. And then eventually, I think I traded um, some sessions for uh, Jeep. Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Explorer. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll buy it for you, man. It was like $1,000 Explorer. So now I had a ride. And then um, now I have rent money. So I rented this place in, uh, in town where the gym was. And it was a, it was a cool, I mean, it was drafty, man. It was almost like a frat house, like, but it wasn't, it was me and like two other guys, eventually me and this one other guy, uh, Hemel that I worked with for uh, 15 years. So we were there, man. And I was just hustling and grinding, hustling and grinding, but like everything, man, you start to plateau for a bit. And then um, I went to go see this therapist, man. I was like, yeah, I'm plateau. he's like, yeah, put all your energy into work. Don't put it anywhere else. Don't put it into like ladies or anything like that. Put it all into work. And I did, man. And then, boop, and then it went up and then I, I stayed up. And um, so I, I appreciate that guy a lot and that kind of advice. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've always seen you as this dude who was just living it, you know, full time. It's you're like a, a lifestyle with your business. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that you do comes back to your business, your relationship with your clients. I mean, you and I have been friends for what? 10 plus years, more than that. Yeah, dude, for like, um, you know, let me almost see. I 15 know how, years, maybe you just had, you just had your birthday, man. And I met you, um, when, so happy birthday. Um, Thank I you. met you when you were 14 or 15. I don't know. I don't remember if you were in eighth grade or ninth grade, 
Yeah. But and I, I I remember that man. I remember some weird. Uh, that's another. Yeah, uh, you got a crazy memory, which is why I wanted to bring you on the podcast because. Yeah, you know, you that see, makes for yeah some, some good things con- just content. like trigger a memory, and then I'm like, because I, right. I remember you coming in, man. It was like, I mean, and I don't know if if any of these guys have seen you in person, man. But you're you're a long dude, man. You know what I mean? It's a long ass cam comes in, you know, eighth ninth grader. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but then you started talking, bro, and you were OG. Like, like it was like you were you were OG, and so it was really cool to train kids where you didn't have to like get them to be more chill. And you were right. chill and you spoke with confidence and you spoke like you had something to say when you had something to say. And if you didn't have something to say, you should do what we all should do, which is shut the fuck up. You know? And so yeah. you had something yep. you had something to say, man. I want to listen. Okay, cool, man. And then you were appreciating that I was OG, man, because again, man, I was listening to rap in the nineties. You know, and so I was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, all right, cool. And that's and that's kind of what started it. And then obviously you came back later, man, after you started your um uh, uh musical career. And, um, and you told me that you're like, yo, man, um, I'm a musician. I'm like, get the fuck out of there, whatever. <laughs> you're like, no, Google me. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna fucking Google <laughs> right. you, man. You know what I mean? I got, a, I got an iPhone Razor. I got a Razor Motorola. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm <laughs> yeah, not, I can't even I'm Google, not gonna on Google this. you, dog. And then I went to the office. I was like, right. I can't because I was like, wow, this dude's hot shit. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is great. This is wonderful. You know what I mean? Cool, man. Yeah, let's get some sessions yeah. on, dog. Like, you know what I mean? hey, let's go. Let's, let's, let's go, yeah. man. Put me, put me on Instagram. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. So yeah, hit those 45. Exactly. You know? Dude. And that was, that was, that's also a big day dog. Like, you know what I mean? When I got you to press, like, you know what I mean? Those plates on the side, man, it was, it, it's a good day because you can, it's an accomplishment. And to be there with somebody during that accomplishment is always a good thing, bro. It's a good thing for trainers. Yeah. Why do you, why do you feel like you have that connection like that? I mean, that's one of the things that I've always seen is like, you're so invested in all of your clients. Like, your is it just your personality did that the, was that always the case when you even when you first started or right. you know you just kind of fell in love with the game and you just all right, dog. All right. You're a so here, here's what it is okay so i like I, I know i'm an introvert i don't seem like i'm an introvert but i am an introvert um but i'm super empathetic and that's not something that sprung out of me that's how i've always been as a kid like, which is like, you know, you're going to hit him in the face. I'm going to hit you in the face, but then I'm going to apologize to you. You know what I mean? Like, cause you just got hit in the face right. and I don't like that, you know? So I, I've been this empathetic dude all my life and it's cool for this game that I'm in, but it's also not cool, man, because I can't watch like puppy videos, dog. I can't watch like, you know what I mean? I can't watch, you know, the dog comes home, like there was a forest fire and then the dog comes home and he's reunited. And I'm just like, you know, and Sarah's not (laughs) like that. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough one, man. Like I'm very, I'm as I'm, I'm more emotional than my two brothers, but that's the other aspect of me, man. I got two little brothers. One's uh, 10 and a half years younger than me. Uh, Michael, and then the other one's 18 years younger than me. He was born my summer uh, after senior year. And I can be a big brother. I can be a, a, like, that's one of the things, man. Like, I'm an all right fighter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can go against an average guy. You know what I mean? The guys at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu studio, you know, he's, he's all right, man, when he's strong. But I'm a really good little brother. And, or excuse me, big brother. I'm a really good big brother. And, and I think that's part of the empathy thing. But once you mix it with personal training, which I just happen to have a knack for, man, I happen to be able to see things and, and put it together, then um, then it works for a good trainer. And that's why a lot of my, I mean, I, I train plenty of people in their, in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, 
but I train a lot of people that are your age or younger. And I call you guys and I don't say it, but I, I like when I'm talking to somebody else, I was like, yeah, one of my kids is going to Costa Rica today. They're like, you got kids? I was like, no, I don't have it. Oh, oh, one of my training kids. You know what I mean? And, and like that kind right. of thing. So yeah. it's cool. It works. Um, and I, I dig it, man, but I get something out of it too. And not just, not just the loot, man. Like I just get something out of it. Now, when I see you bench, when I see you bench with your bench, yeah. like, like, it's just nice to see, you know, and it's nice. It's nice to help somebody be proud of their accomplishments and guide them through that with personal training. It really is. Well, that's, that's why I think you're able to have the success that you do in a game that's, you know, that's at the end of the day, you can only take on as many clients as you can. There's a, there's a, uh, limit to it at, at the end of the day, but you've figured out how to turn it into this, you know, great career, especially now that you're basically doing it independent, right? And, you know, because you're able to have that authentic relationship, you know, it it makes it so much better. And anything, it's not just with what you do, but I think that's a good point for anyone listening for anything that they're doing, is, is that if you just genuinely love what you're doing, and you have some authentic, you know, feeling about it, the work is going to be 10 times better. You're going to have more success. It's going to be easier to do it because you're just, you're living it, you know? It's, you're, it's not a job that you're trying to just show up to and, you know, bullshit your way through. So this is like Dale Carnegie shit, man. And I read that book, shit, man, maybe when I was like 19 and then I read it again. And then, you know, once I got, once podcasts came out and uh, audiobooks came out, I used to fall asleep listening to that book. And it's Dale Carnegie, man. It's got a it's got a shady title for the times now, but it made sense back then, which was how to win friends and influence people. Right? And it's like, man, who wants to do that? But if you read it, that's his gig, man. He's like, no, you want to be authentic, man. You want to care about people. If you care about people, and if I'm saying, yo, how's your day going, man? I want to know how your day is going, man. I'm not just trying to right. insert conversation here. And if you're like, yo, that's no good, man. Let me tell you what happened. And then I'm gonna listen, man. But if you're like, yo, it's hype, dog. Here's what came out. Then I'm gonna listen, man. And it's good, good, good to listen. And I think that maybe is part of that weird memory thing that I have, where we can talk about a conversation that we had 11 years ago, and I'm like, yeah, dog. You know what I mean? You're wearing a blue shirt that day. You know what I mean? And remember, we uh, I, I fell off your motorized skateboard. Do you remember that shit, dude? I had me get on your motorized skateboard. I have a horrible memory, so I don't know why I host a podcast because you know I can't really really recall anything. But <laughs> uh, you brought this um, the skateboards that were uh, the the hoverboards, whatever. They yeah, yeah. Came out, they were long, and then like you'd lean forward to go forward, you lean back to go back. I got ter- uh, I can't do ice sports. I can't do I, I can't roller skate. I can't roller blade. I can't I can't um, skateboard. I can't. I I just can't, man. You're like you'll get on it, dog. Get on it. And I knew you might be punking me, like you know what I mean to hit, hit that iPhone out, man. And so I was like, oh, man, I can't do this. Man. I can't do this. And then when we went to the parking lot, you left the iPhone alone. I was like, cool, man. And then I'm like, ah, like going like, like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. But then remember, we got Mr. Shoulders on that shit, man. And Mr. Shoulders yeah, was going yeah. down the track just like straight on. And he was like, I'm doing it. And Mr. Shoulders is this humongous Ukrainian guy that I worked with for like 11, 12 Huge, dude. Huge dude, Mr. Shoulders. And uh, now he does strongman competitions. But anyway, my point is, my point is you can, you can, he probably broke that fucking thing. I, I don't, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Well, he's, he's D's now, man. Like he's doing, he's doing all sorts of strongman competitions, like COVID or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Dude's lifted heavy shit. And so it's, it, it and yeah. it's good for him. But again, my, my point is, man, 
my point is I got this weird memory, man, and it really comes into play when you train a million people. It really does. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, it's you know, it, it's like being a, a therapist in a way, having to remember all these different life stories and things that are going on in people's lives and, you know, connecting those dots and remembering like each week what's going on with this person. And then you got another person. I don't know how, you know, I couldn't keep track of all that. Something just pops up, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, like when I, you know, when I see you, man, or when I see, you know, the person after you, man, like I know what's going on with her, man. I know well her ex man. And I know what's going on with the new man and that kind of thing, dude. Like, and it's just because the person's in front of me. It's not like all day. I'm like, what's going on with her man? You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. I'm just, I'm just there, you know? So it, it pops up. And so, you know, and so I can remember, but it's, it's amazing, man, because also like on this, on this tip, man, it's just like seeing dudes grow up is amazing. Seeing, seeing ladies become, seeing young ladies become women is amazing. Like a lot of my clients, man, and this is what happened with uh, COVID, man. All these people that no longer could train with me during the normal days because they couldn't make it to the gym are now doing it, man. You're in LA, man. I'm in Boston. You know, I, I, it's yeah. just, it's, it's amazing, dude. Like you I'm cast the net way wider now. Your whole it's, network is back open. It's incredible. So all these people that I had relationships with that might kind of fuzz out or fade out you know what i mean or like hey man i sent them a text on their birthday man they sent me one on my birthday it's straight all these people are now back man like yesterday dude i think i might have mentioned this to you yesterday and i i was in you know in costa rica in the morning and then i went to i was in naples florida and then i went to i know i was in i know i was in palm palm desert in california um and then i was also in blacksburg virginia at virginia tech and i was also in boston i was on the cape um and then i mean i was it's just like you get her you get her at portland oregon boulder colorado this is all yesterday bro like and so it and again man this is me being empathetic man or this is me being you know emotional or whatever but like that really means a lot to me man that people want to hang out no, with it's, me it's cool yeah it's, tell me about it like you know what it means yeah we're gonna pay my bills dog like you know what i mean it's amazing you're hitting all these corners of the world and you're you know making a positive influence on people's life and that's what you know at the end of the day that's what people in your line of business are doing you know you're you're making people you're helping people become the best versions of themselves and the trainer is the accountability to you know actually go and do that thing that you want to do i want to better my life i'm trying to hit the gym but on my own i might not do it as much as i should when I have that accountability and we build that relationship that all of a sudden I'm there, you know? And so then I have this incredibly positive experience with you because I'm turning into a better version of myself through the work that you and I are doing. And so it's a, you know, it's a cool relationship to have with another person because not every relationship that you have with people is this one that actually creates more positive behavior. And I, I don't you know. know? And this is kind of the extreme. I agree with you, man. And I don't know if it's just like a Northeast man. Um, you know, I told you about that book that I read, the 11 nations one, where it kind of like breaks down, um, you know, our, our North America into like these different sections, man. So I don't know if it's just like a Yankee dumb thing, you know, that really helped because people yeah. are, I mean, people in this area, uh, not I'm um, maybe over 50%. I don't know the numbers matter are just are used to taking direction. And I don't mean from a boss, but I mean from like a professor or from an expert. And so what ends up happening, mm. man, in this coolest way is they're like, tell me what to do. And they're not fighting back. They're not pushing back. They're just like, okay. And you think that you don't, 
you're you're really surprised by the impact that you have on people's lives because what happens is there'll be like okay you know let's say we have a lady and uh, maybe she wants to lose a couple pounds and she does lose a couple pounds and it's great 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 and then she takes some time off for whatever reason and she comes back four months later and she's put those pounds on a little bit more and, and i i say to myself but we're only working out one hour a week how did that happen and i can't ask her because i don't want to be a jerk you know, and bring up her weight, but she's obviously coming back to with the same goal that she started with, or or a gentleman. I had this one guy that I was doing um, in homes with, and then COVID hit, and because of the diabetes and um, uh, my new wife, I uh, had to uh, I, I had to take a break on this. Um, and he was living living a little bit more of a of a lifestyle that that was more COVID taking chances. Right. And then my brother my brother moved out here. I told you all about that. He's got a baby, man. There's, I just can't bring. I just can't bring that over to, to, to his house. And so I told this guy, man, I got to chill, man. And he's my friend. I like this guy. I still text him. I offered virtuals. He wasn't down. Um, he, um, he gained some weight. And that's fine that he gained some weight, but now his feet hurt and he's got plantar fascia. And it's like, oh, man, I need, okay, give me the vaccine. You know, let me get back to your house, bro. You know, right. let, me get th- let me get this going, man. I'll make time for that and it's just like how did one hour a week keep off 20 pounds and it's that accountability aspect that you're talking about well because it's what are they doing in those you know other hours when they're not seeing you when they have to see you next week they're they're making better choices because they don't want to hear you chirp them out like why didn't you do that i I told you to have this diet i told you to you know hit this workout on the on the off day that's exactly it. And he was like, yo, last time I bench pressed and like, that's a big thing for him. And he's a finance guy. He was like, last time I bench pressed was in October. Last time we, uh, we trained. And I remember cases at that time were like 1100 a day or 800 a day or something like that. And I was like, and I had a limit, man. I think it was like 1100. Well, I was like, yeah, I'm going to bounce because Massachusetts is not that large. And, right. and, and maybe he's going out for drinks every you know Saturday or, or Thursday or whatever. And so it happened. Um, uh, that, that was the last time he pitched. Now, Cam, I brought over gym equipment. I floored his gym, put some dumbbells down there. He ended up getting a bench and an elliptical. He should have been there without me, but now I'm the asshole. And I'm not just saying that, like, I feel like an asshole if he's gained weight and now he has plantar fasciitis. I feel like that jerk because, man, I should have hung in there, man. I maybe gotten COVID, but, uh, you know, and I was wearing a mask when I was over there during this. Like, it wasn't like, you know, a free-for-all or anything like that. But still, I was worried, dude. I mean, what, you know, it's a, it's a pandemic, dude. I'm not I'm not trying to get my my nephew sick, man. He's a baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I got to be cool. Yeah. And so, in, anyway, it was a, uh, anyway, my, my point is, my point is that you're 100% correct. You do motivate people on the hours that you're not there and they might have a few less chicken wings or a few less french fries or a few less you know whatever vodka tonics like when when you're not watching them because they know they got to see you the next week yeah so i i think this is a super key point that like in your life it's important to spend a little bit of money building like your team around you you know, and like, I consider you like you're, you're on my team, you know, and I have like, uh, uh, kind of like mindfulness, like therapist that I talk to. Right. And I, I pay her and she's on my team and I've got, you know, people that I work with in my business and they're on my team, but it's like, you are only as good as the team you build around you and spending a little bit of money 
to have, you know, that trainer and have this person and have resources like that is so valuable and actually creates, you know, more wealth for yourself and opportunity and success than anything else. And I just, you know, I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, like I'm getting value off of this 30 minutes or or hour a week that we're doing in every hour of the day because it's changing the way that I'm thinking. And you're, you're only as good as that, that team that you build around you, you know? And so if you neglect that stuff and you try and just kind of go at it your own way and not, you know, engage with people and use those resources that you could use, you're just not kind of optimizing. You're a hundred percent correct, dude. I mean, that's, and that's it. Most people don't learn this until they're about 35 or 40, um, which is, and um, when, when they get a divorce or, or something like that, but you do need support. You know, uh, what's that phrase? No man is an island. And it's, and it's true. You can't do it on your own. Now, I'm not talking about fitness. I'm talking about everything. I'm talking, about, life. I'm talking yeah. about therapy. Life. I'm, ta- I'm talking about, like, you know what I mean? Friendships. And some people are loners, and that's great, man. And some people want to do it themselves. That's great. But as soon as you reach out, and this is what's so good about um, this, the fact that people are on Zoom and it's going well, um, that people can do it, is that it brings more people people into people's lives i'm training a lot more people than i was at the gym and the reason why is partly because i do a lot of half hours and i'm still working six days a week and i have been for the last 16 years that's my gig you know that's what i do i'm a worker bee but also man uh if you can the more people i see and more different people the more fulfilled i feel and that goes also mm-hmm. with me calling my therapist, you know, and talking to him over the phone, you know what I mean? And he doesn't do video calls, which I don't blame him for, you know what I mean? But because it's just going to be like this, it's going to be like the same thing, man, where people are just watching each yeah. other, you know what I mean? You can't like even like right. have a sip of coffee, you know, but, but that having been said, it's, it's, it's people need people in their lives, even if they're introverts or even if they're, they think they're loners, man, just getting that extra brain like to ask people about this it's like when i started this website man like when i was like yo yo cam if you think of something let me know now why am i asking cam well cam you're an entrepreneur you know what i mean you're a businessman so it helps but cam's not the only guy i asked about this you know i asked plenty of my clients i asked my clients that have sold businesses clients that have uh you know that have worked in finance clients that have worked and they all have great ideas it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's like, the first thing that you have to do is not when somebody starts giving you idea is not tune out. You're asking for advice for a reason. You're asking for help for a reason. You're asking for them to give you words for a reason. So you can't come up with why they might be wrong. You need to come out, come up with why they might be right, why they might have a great point, even if you don't understand the point. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's just key to kind of also engage your own brain in that way too, you know, especially right now with, with COVID shit, like the way that we've just been so cooped up, having that thing to do every week with a a new, you know, person and a new perspective is huge right now. Something in the mail, man. And for, for me, like with these people and, you know, it's, it's real touching that people all of a sudden, like people have this, you know, their half hour, the 45 minutes, their hour with me booked and they don't want to miss right. it. And so they'll be, and not everybody's like, you know, like treating this like a lockdown, man. Some people are still going out to restaurants and stuff sure. like that. Some people are having a good time, but 
the reality of the situation is that people book this time for me. And I know that doesn't seem like a big thing, but to me being like a super like emotional, sympathetic guy, like that's a big thing, dog. That's a big thing for me for, for to have like 17 people in a day that are like, yo, 1030, I got Albert. No, I got to be home. I got Albert. You know what I mean? 2.30, I just got home from school. Albert, what's up? You know what I mean? Like racing home from school. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, not going to do whatever errands they're going to do that day in order just to hang out with me on FaceTime, man, and get it and get their lifted, man. It's perfect. It's like, it's, it's, it's very, it's very flattering. It really is. Yeah. It's cool that you're able to actually kind of be closer to everybody through this digital shit, as opposed to the in-person physical gym stuff. And that, that's probably going to change the game forever because then you know, like, you're right. At the end of the day, I feel more like I've just got you kind of on the phone, like like any other friend or whatever. Then then it's like a, a client trainer relationship. Because when it's in the gym, it's like, all right, I'm going to the gym. You know, this is my trainer. I'm here. We're doing this. But now that it's all digital, it's like we're Facetiming. I'm you know I'm texting you more. Like we're just kind of like you know, it's like shit like that. It just turns into I'm just more. I'm sending you those. I'm sending you those things on Instagram. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. That, you know, it just you know, turns into more of a. a full kind of friendship on a whole yeah, nother yeah. level and but that's and that's what it is it's a relationship but it's a proper relationship and and some fools might be like yeah he can't he can't do that with everyone i do it with everyone i do it right. with everyone like i i just like if you're gonna text me dog i'm not gonna be like no obviously if i'm training dude and i you know and since we started uh doing the zoom man i've had like six text messages pull up right there with that yeah, i can't right. look at man yeah I'm you're a busy brain. dude Right. Or my or my brain's gonna go somewhere else, man. I'm young. Right. Would you say, you know what I mean? So I, you can't do that while you're training. But what you, but but as soon as I get a break, I'm, I got my phone out. And the reason is because it's my business. But also, how am I gonna not answer a text when a 66 year old lady is sending me video of her grandchild walking for the first time? Right. Right. Like, how am I not gonna do that, dude? How am I gonna be like, word? Like, I can't do that, dog. How am I just going to heart that shit? You know, I need to heart that shit. And I need to say, yeah, that was amazing, man. And mention something about what's going on in the video. And have it be, to your point, authentic. Have it be genuine. Because I got a nephew that I am, I adore, man. I'm going to show you real quick, dog, just because I really dig this dude. Uh, I got a nephew right here that I just adore, man. This, this redhead. That's amazing. Yeah, he's great, man. But here's the deal with him, man. Yo, like his first steps, I was like, this is genius. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, we all walk, man. You know what I mean? But I'm like, yeah, just so proud and so happy, man. So if I was, you know, like my mom seeing him, him walk on FaceTime and that's a good thing. They're obviously in Texas. So they haven't traveled since the pandemic. So we haven't, we haven't seen them in face for um, me. I haven't seen her in face or, or my dad face to face for over a year, but uh, Mikey, uh, when he was driving from California, they made a pit stop and did some socially distanced mass only, whatever, whatever. But what I'm saying is like, everybody needs that interaction. And if you send me a text, I'm gonna hit you back. It might not be for an hour, but I'm gonna hit you back. I really am. Especially cause you wanna keep that flow going, man. Just in case somebody needs to cancel or reschedule so you can reassert your schedule and, and get it back on Tetris, that thing, you know what I mean? And get it back on point. But yeah. I mean, it works, it really, really does. Well, and you're holding all these different types of relationships with people too, because it's not just, you know, people your age that you're training that have similar interests. You've got older people, you've got younger people, you train kids, you know, you've got to talk to certain people different ways and, and balancing that 
is, you know, its own skill within itself. And, you know, one of the keys to success for something that, that you do, you know, and, that, and that's, again, like, that's what's so fascinating to me about, you know, the shit that you do is like, you've really taken this full approach to the whole entire business. And that's why I think you do so well with it. I, you know, I think you're one of the top trainers in the game when it comes to, you know, personal trainers and, you know, personal clients, you know, like, I don't think you can get much, you know, much higher than the level that you're at. And it's because you are looking at it from all angles. It's not just what am I doing in this 30 minutes that I'm in this session with this client. It's, it's way more than that. You're on 24 seven. It's, it's, it's before, during and after. I mean, you got to write the program and then they train and then, you know what I mean? After the program, if they have any questions or anything like that, or if they want to, and again, Kim, this is just like, if they want to share something. Like, look, I'm eating celery. You don't want to be like, whatever's. Like, you want you want to be like, yo, right. good moves, man. I'm digging it, man. Is that peanut butter on the celery? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you want those. Yeah. Like, you want to do that, man. How am I going to be responsible, you know what I mean, for somebody's fitness or at least be paid for it and not give them a fuck? Uh, excuse me, a uh, high five, man, for them eating, for them being like, yo, man, I'm just going to have a salad. I'm, uh, I'm taking the night off for meat. And um, I'm going to skip dairy tonight, you know, and that's what their body needs. So I'm going to be like, wow, nice work, man. Kudos, man, heart that shit. And be like, hey, you did a nice work, man. They're sending it to me to share, but they also need some affirmation, man. And I'm, I'm Captain Affirmation when it comes to that stuff. Like, I, I, I need to be, dude. I can't not be. You know, when you go for a run, man, and you send me like, yo, I just ran. I'm not going to be like, we should all run, dog. You're like, word, bro. I'll see you Thursday. Yeah, exactly, dog. dog yo, pay, off the clock. yo, dog, don't forget to Venmo me. You know, I, I'm not, I'm right. not gonna do that, man. Like, I need to, I need to be engaged, man. And like, <laughs> when you do, man, you send me the route. I'm like, oh, zoom in on it. You know what I mean? But I just can't help it. I'm not, I'm not the other guy. So for whatever, any trainer that might be listening, that's been in the game for only a year or whatever, don't force the relationship, but get to know your people, and you get to know your people by asking questions. And that's some other Dale Carnegie stuff, which is people love to talk about themselves, man. I do, you do, we do, you know what I mean? And this is why you're so good, Kim, because the first thing you do is you start asking me questions about my day. You know, and like, yo, dog, this is your, you're paying for this, man. Like, what about your day, dog? You know, but. Right. That's what I do with my therapist too. I'm like, oh, what's up with you? <laughs> you know? Terrible, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about my shit right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right away. man. I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you what's up, but you know, we got 20 minutes for that instead of 30. I hope that's cool. You know, um, which is, which right. is sweet, but, and that goes for like, I, I trained this, uh, trained a couple of 10 year olds, man, uh, two different dudes, man, they don't even know each other. I wish they did. And one is, uh, you see one on my Instagram and Josh is just wild. This dude's wild. He's amazing, man. Just started jujitsu, like all sorts of stuff, man. He's ready to go. Um, and this dude, like, you know, he's like, you're going to be on Cam's podcast. All right, we need to get you some headphones, a microphone. Uh, and I'm like, and he's like, hey, call me back on your phone. I want to see what your office looks like. And I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Like picking shit up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, here you go. And he's like, right, hey, man, you need right. to clean up the back of your desk. And I'm like, you're right, dog, but you got some clothes on the bed right there. And he's like, just changes the camera real quick. You know what I mean? He's like, what are you exactly, talking about? Man. And the other one is Seth, man. Seth is like, oh, man, this dude is going to be, this dude's going to rule the world one day, man. He's so cool, man. 10-year-old, man. And uh, he's a great dude, man. I love this guy. And he's like, yeah, what's going on with your day today? And I'm like, oh, nothing, man. Get on that rower, man. Let's see what we got. All right, cool, cool, cool. And then he'll be like, actually, things were a little weird today. It's cool, man. You know, and so like, just, you know, I love, I love that stuff, man. I love, yeah. I love talking to kids, man. 
if they're 10 or if they're 15 or I got some seniors, dude, and I got some uh, I got some juniors, man, that I'm talking to. But also that progresses into college. So all these college kids I'm training, I've been training them since they were in seventh grade. And I got pictures of that, Cam. And you know how I used to always get out my phone and take pictures or take photos or take video or whatever? Yeah, you must have hundreds of thousands of like pictures and shit because you be sending me pictures of when I was in high school. And, yeah. That's it, dog. And and you're mature enough to, to, to be cool with that, man. But if you send a picture of a kid when he was 10 to a 15-year-old, they'll be embarrassed. Or some of them will be. Um, if, if, right. you send that to, um, if you send that to their mom, that, you know, you're, talk, you're talking to them, man. They're like, oh, here's, a, here's a photo. It's just like, um, I, you know, some history about me, man. My, my mom passed away uh, when I was uh, 11. My, I, I call my stepmom my mom, but my mom did when I was 11. And when they find photos of my mom, and they take a picture of it and they text it to me. I'm talking about my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, whatever, down in the um, uh, South Texas, Rio Grande Valley. When they send those to me, Cam, it's treasure. Mm-hmm. It's treasure. There's only a certain amount of photos that were ever taken of my mom. And if I get to see a new one, bro, like it's treasure. So if I get to send a mom that's alive a picture of her kid when they're 10 and the kid's now 26, you know what I mean? That's hype, man. That's that's cool, man. And I'm not doing it for marketing reasons. I'm doing it because I'm going through my old camera roll. I'm like, what, what am I doing here? You know, so it it's 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 nice and chill, bro. It's it, it works out. It works out. Well, there's a lot of happiness in just enjoying the journey of all of this, you know, and just enjoying yep. that all of these things are just moment moments in time. You're capturing these moments in time. You're remembering these moments in time because you have such a great memory. And, you know, you, you seem like a, a, a super happy dude in that sense because i think you're getting a lot of fulfillment all the time with your clients with all the you know these people that you're friends with and everything else and you know you've got all these these images and memories to call on that remind you of kind of the journey you've been on and the journey you're on right now and the one you're on the way to and that's you know that's really the biggest determiner of whether or not kind of we're feeling good on a day-to-day you know it's not about like counting your chips or whatever that's the basics that you need to have covered but it's more than that when it comes to fulfillment and happiness the impression that you leave with people is 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 be it good or bad man and that's you know that's one of the rules man always be nice man always be nice always be nice um uh even if even if the situation doesn't call call for nice it'll take the situation down some degrees if you're nice always be nice and always look at it from their their point of view but to to your point man to to have this to be with them and to to shift a kid from unconfident to confident that's that i i need to pay my bills man i I won't do it for free but it's that's as fulfilling as as anything else as as the loot that i'm making man for that hour man It it really is man like helping a kid get on their way and realize like Maybe their potential with like working out, maybe their potential with being confident because you can see like the rattiest people in the world, man, be confident and, and you can see the best people in the world, man, be unconfident and to just be part of that wind that blows them towards confidence is, is a really chill thing to do, man. It really is. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I totally agree about that thing about pictures too. Now that my my dad passed away six months ago, and, and so our family, uh, we have this big family Facebook group with we have this huge extended family. He had five, or he had four siblings, four sisters, and you know they're all 
older and all have kids and so there's just so many people in our family so there's pictures and photo boot uh, photo books everywhere and so we'll get these little gems here and there that none of us have seen and my dad's got this crazy history he was in politics in alaska back when alaska right. was just the wild 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 west and you know just so many cool memories and, and things it's like this dude lived a full life and you see these pictures and you're like this is just crazy you know they, they've never seen they this fill, before they fill in the gaps cam and and um and i'm sorry you popped that then i really am um when you find these pictures as you get older they're going to be more and more valuable man it's like a you know a 1901 coin you know what i mean 1902 like okay it's all right but like like so you just give it some time, dog. You know what I mean? These pictures will be more right. and more. And they'll and it's more and more wonder where you're like, what was this dude doing, man? Like, you know what I mean? This is crazy, man. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like, here's a picture of him with a tomahawk, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. Where you're like, oh my God, like this is this is incredible because everybody's life is very rich. It really is. You know what I mean? It's got so much stuff going on, man. And then you leave markers, man. Like you're a marker of him, dog. Like like he's, you know what I mean? He, the, you guys are bonded. You know what I mean? For forever, for eternity. And so yeah. when you find more about him, you're almost finding more about you. And you're almost finding more about just where you came from and it's part of your origin story cam it is where he came from just like where his dad came from is part of his origin story and part of your origin story a little bit bro so it's interesting to see man and um man i'm not trying to quote anybody man but don't don't like you you'll be at a place one day man because you're old enough now and it happened when you're old enough man where it, it'll be it'll be nice to You'll just remember him. You'll think about him, man. You might even talk to him, man, which is chill, you know. And and it'll be it'll be it'll be really happy totally. for you. So I I um yeah. So it's terrible that it happened, dog. And I'm sorry that it happened suddenly. And and uh, but but you're 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 it's it's he's you're gonna make you're gonna remember more and more, and it's gonna be good. And then pretty soon the shit memories go mm -hmm. away, and because because you're not you're 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 sound. Um, and you're only you only have the pure and the good, which is great, man. I I don't I don't remember too many bad things about my mom anymore. Yeah. You know, right. now this it's it's been years, right. and years and years since I had a conversation with her, or since I held her hand or anything like that. But but to that end, dude, I can only remember good things about her now. Yeah. Do you think that going through that at, at you know, the younger age that that you were, did that come into play in terms of you know, the way that your personality turned out and how you even approach your, your work and your life and everything and the way that you're, you know, kind of always on and everything like that and building these relationships with people, you you really understand the fragility of life in that way? I, I do, but I more I understand the fragility of children. Mm. And that's, and that's, again, that's that empathy right. thing. Or, and maybe that's, maybe that's part of it, dude. Maybe that's part of it. But I, I, um, you know, because if I if I look at these kids, man, that I'm training, like Seth and Josh, man, and they're awesome. They're so cool, man. I would rather, dude, like, uh, you know, stick a thorn in my eye, dude, than make them yeah. feel crummy. Right. I really would, dude. I I really would, man. That's like, you're, they're kids, man. You know what I mean? They're good, good, good people, man. They're chill people. They're cool. They, Josh, Seth, I I like you, man. You guys are you guys are the bomb, dude. Like, I really dig you guys. Like, so. So what I'm saying is, yes, it, it, it did. And with the fragility of life, man, you just, I think, I think what happened with my mom, my mom died in a car accident. We we're in a car accident together. She got hold of my hand at that, that I, I think that, that 
helped me become a better brother because I understood. I mean, and Mikey's got a son now. I mean, yeah. Rafi is, you know what I mean? Rafi's a grown man, but they're, to me, I remember when they're kids, you know, I remember when they're just kids. And so you're not going to mess with a kid, man. You know what I mean? Nobody. Should, I mean, just you, all you can do is pump them up and lift them up and it's, and, and make sure they're doing the right thing. And so I remember Mikey's first day of school. I remember coming home to Raffi, like, you know what I mean? And Raffi had only heard these. Remember, I was 18. I left my house, man. I went to Boulder, you know, and didn't come back until I was 26. And mm -hmm. so Raffi, although it was a baby, and of course, like, you know, he would see me in Christmas and stuff like that and holidays. But by the time I got back to him, according to Mike, I was a legend. And so I think teachers would ask him questions, man, in third grade, man. It would be like, my brother, Albie. Like that was that was the answer to every question. Right. And well, the mystery when you're when you're out of the you know out of the mix for a little bit, the mystery builds up. You know. That's it, man. And the responsibility of of having a child like that in your life is, you know, as your little brother, as your as your son, as your kid. You know what I mean? As your nephew. You know, it's it's you you're you're there to I, I don't know about as a father, I can't speak for that. I'm not a father, but you're there to gas them up, man. You're there to make sure that they feel great, man. You're there to you're there to you know what I mean? If they're feeling this dude used to come home, man. And I only lived at my parents' house for like six months, man, when I when I left Boulder and he used to come home and just want to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. And then I got him into crossword puzzles. And then like this is all right. pure stuff. It's not like, yo, Donald, let's go smoke a cigarette. You know, it's it's chill stuff. And so it, it's like you you have some responsibility and that's why you're the youngest right Ken? yep okay and that's why you know any of that trickle down responsibility from any of your older brother like i know you know what i mean that formed you you know what i mean or it helped form you and it influenced you 100 percent. yeah and that's awesome you know what i mean and that's and that's why family is family is family is it man family's great family is just amazing and and being a, a sibling that's you know that has two younger siblings below him, like you need to be, you need to be the man. You need, you need to be, you need to walk sure. the walk and talk the talk, man. What I'm not going to do with, when a third, when a third grader is looking at me is cuss out my dad or be disrespectful to my mom or be bitter or not say thank you or not hold the door for a lady. I mean, these are all things that like you should just do, but especially if somebody's watching you, man. I mean, that's, that's part of this, I guess that's part of this whole personal training thing too with kids, man. Like, you know what I mean? Be somebody they want to be. Don't be somebody that's just like collecting a check, man. Go to, all right, cool, man. Let's do some pushups, man. Like if they want to talk, man, let them talk. And sometimes them talking for 15 minutes of an hour session is a lot better for them than them doing 15 minutes of for straight sure. running. For sure. You know what I mean? And and not not bonding that credit or forming that relationship. Yeah. Well, I know from personal experience too that that's, that's what it was for me was looking at this guy who's leading by example in the gym, but it, you know, in life too, you know, the whole, the whole thing, when you have that relationship with uh, a trainer or some, or a coach, you know, it's, it's very impactful to a young kid, you know? So I know that you're making that impact on a crazy level to everybody that you train, but particularly young people, because there's so much of that, that, that influences them at that age and, you know, helps you build discipline and all the stuff that, you know, training is about, it's a mental thing and a physical thing. And it's just and yeah, emotional. and emotional and right. emotional. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is, it is. Cause you want to, you want to make them feel good. And you know, you know, like that right. kind of thing for me being the youngest of, of five, uh, siblings, 
when you were saying earlier, like, oh, you know, you were just kind of straightforward. Even when you were younger, you were just kind of cool. You could, you could talk shit, like whatever. You could just kind of hang out. That was, I think, because I, I had exposure to all this stuff from my siblings growing up. And so I, mm-hmm. I saw so much more than kids that were 12 years old, my age at the time, you know, I was kind of already on another level mentally because I was just absorbing all this stuff around my siblings. And I thought that that was so, incredibly valuable for me. So think about all your siblings and then all their cool friends. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and so think about like how, as that age you were when you came in, man, eighth or ninth grade, man, how, how cool Murph was. Right. Like Chris Murphy. Like, you know what I mean? Like that dude. And he's still a cool guy, man. He's a dad now. Like he's, he's the man, you know, but, but how much like he was the guy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Big, strong, you know, handsome dude, man, you know, quiet, doing his own thing. You know what I mean? But it was just like, and he's the one, I don't know if it was your brother or or him that was just like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta get with this guy. Like, you know, which was you young guy, you know, Cam. Um, but it's like that kind of influence is impactful and goes a long way. You're going to remember that guy, man, until you're like, you know what I mean? 80, dude. 100%. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, just, I mean, what? just think about that impact. Like, I mean, it's amazing, man. So it's the same thing, man. If you treat a kid like trash or you're not cool with them or you're impatient with them or anything like that, and you're that trainer in their life, man, it's like you it, you you can make a big impact and you can make it real quick. You yeah, know? that's so true. And when you're at that age, dude, it's, you're looking up to people like that. Like if you're a younger kid and you got older brothers and, you know, and the, their friends are all in the mix and they're all college age or whatever, like you're trying to be as cool as that because you're 14 and you're like, you know, I'm, I, I'm on that level. Like I want to be like that, you know? And so Murph was this dude who was this big jacked dude, lacrosse player, you know, just kind of cool, uh, cool dude all around and he was working out with you and you guys were, you know, going crazy on the, on the fitness shit. And, and so Murph used to, you know, fuck around with me cause they they all used to hang out at my house cause my, my parents got divorced and my dad started, um, dating this, this new woman who became his wife and my, my stepmom. And they were just, they were in their honeymoon phase. They were like taking trips, you know, doing whatever he was going down to Cape Cod where she lived and just, you know, kind of just, he was tuned out for, for a minute, which was cool. Cause I right. was like freshman in high school. So I was like, like bet like this, this is great. And open house, you know, so exactly, you know, the, the whole dynamic was kind of just like, all right, well all the siblings can kind of like do whatever they want. And so there was a lot of action going on at my house growing up all the time, you know, friends right. coming over, no, you know, no, uh, people watching over shit. So, you know, shit was, shit was just cool. And so Murph was always in the mix and I was just like, you know, this dude's the man. And, you know, he would play catch with me outside. I'd try to be like, you know, being cool with him, whatever. And then he introduced me to you and, 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 uh, my brother too. Cause I think my brother was, was training with you guys a little bit there for a minute. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is dope. Let's do this. It's, it's, it, it works, bro. But like, like to your point, man, the influence, you don't even understand the influence you can have on a kid, man. And I remember, um, I remember this one thing that I regret, man. And it was, um, I think some kid like, um, was introduced me to his boy, man. And his boy had just like, like just got in there, man, scratching his groin. And, uh, this sounds terrible. And it, it, I was like, Hey, you know, and gives me his hand. And I was like, oh, I was like, dog. I, 
and there was no Corona elbow back then. I was like, no, I, I can't. I, I, I was like, I was like, I gotta give you one of these, dog. And he was like, and yeah. I was like, no, dog, you just, you're just scratching your groin. You know what I mean? And I said that, and it was you said that, yes, to him? dude. And like, and yeah. like, bro, that still haunts me. Do you know what I mean? That this dude, I had to give him one of these instead of this. Yeah, you made the right choice. Now, of course, though, I made the one. right choice. Like, you know what I mean? But that doesn't mean you know what I mean. I should have been like, yo, I got a cold. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you know what I mean? Or, right, some, or right. something better than making a dude feel bad that he just scratched his, like, I mean, he got in there, bro. He got in there. And um, yeah. And <laughs> anyway, but I feel terrible though. I, I, I feel terrible about that. Like, I still remember shit like that, dude. Like, and this is like, I don't even know. Yeah, that's crazy. Made. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if it's always been, right. but like, you know, he was like, oh, this is Albert. I was just like the, the, the gym guy. You know what I mean? But like, I feel bad that I made that dude feel like crap. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or I might have. Like, maybe he just brushed it off. Who knows? Maybe that like, kid doesn't even remember it, but I do. You know, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. we remember the shit that, that we, even if it's just like the tiniest little thing, like we, re- we remember if we do something that we think was like, oh, that, that was kind of fucked up on me. Like, I, I shouldn't have done that. And Everybody. you remember it forever, dude. And you're so hard on yourself about it. You know, you got to remember it's all good. Like, just, you know, if you're going through a situation like that, you got to tell yourself, like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, this this person probably doesn't remember that shit. Well, I, I would hope, man. But again, right. dude, you know what I mean? When you're just Maybe spraying, he does, spraying out memories to people, like, you know what I mean? What right. if he does? Damn it, Cam, what if yeah. he does? Like, you know what I mean? What Maybe he listens like, to this podcast. Dude has never touched his groin again. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, he's listening right. to this podcast. Exactly. That's know? probably a good thing, though. <laughs> you know yeah I mean, maybe maybe not bro but either way right. and I'm, I'm the asshole like you know, i'm the, yeah. the asshole and so right. you don't right. like i like i said you impact our kids even if you even if you just it's a drive-by impact you know what i mean right yeah so I, I, you said something interesting earlier and i wanted to circle back on it so what, what's this book about the different regions of the country and the way that people act differently based off of where they're from Tell me about that. It's, ama- it's amazing, dog. And I don't want to misquote it, man. It's called 11 Nations of North America, I believe. And I listened to it on tape. I say I read it. I didn't read it. I, I listened to it on tape. Um, uh, my sister-in-law read it. And I think my brother read it. And it just like takes these different regions of America. And it goes back historically where these regions were. So, for example, I went through the, I think the Virginia region was called Tidewater. And, and another one of my clients, Evan, read it. Um, the Virginia region was called Tidewater. And they came over at the same time the Pilgrims basically did in Yankeedom. That's what this region is called up here. And the regions aren't exactly what you think. It's not just like Northeast, man. Yankeedom reaches across like the, the beginning of like um, uh, New York, uh, the northern part of New York, and then into like, like the Erie. Like the, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. But even past the Great Lakes, I think. But and it's weird because, and then and then it breaks it down for you. They're like talk about like New York and um, New Amsterdam, I think is what they called it, and uh, New York City. And they talk about how there's a divided line in Connecticut where there's Yankees fans and there's Red Sox fans, both in right. Connecticut. You know what I mean? But there's like a literal line where if you go over, you know, if you got a friend on the other side of town or on the other side of Connecticut, whatever, you know, it's not a big state, um, that your boy is, your boy is like, you know, rocking a Yankees hat. And he's like, what's up, dude? You know what I mean? And you're rocking a Red Sox hat. And you're like, what's up, dude? You know, like, so it's interesting, but it hit home so hard for the Yankee dumb region. And there's this region, like I, I told you before, man, down in the Rio Grande Valley, man, it's where, and, and this goes uh, up the side of, uh, it's Northern Mexico and Southern Texas into that part of the US where I think it's part of like Southern Arizona and maybe uh, 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 Southern New Mexico. And it's called El Norte, you know, the North, you know, and why is it called the North? Well, because in Mexico, it's the North. 
And that region has a lot of similarities and um, where my dad was born, my mom was born, all my cousins mm. live, you know, and that region has so many similarities with Yankee dumb, not for any good reason. It's just like, so, you know, one of them is like, you know, this shit that I do, which is like six days a week, man, six days a week, 16 years, man. That's how I roll, dude. Why? Because it's more loot, you know? And if you're working six days and you're not spending money on one of those days, right? So cool. Right? And so, you know, that's, that's whatever. It's, it's just good for the savings account. My point being, you go to that area and even in Northern Mexico or, or, or um, like I said, Southern Texas, that's what they're all about too. Just like Yankee. Where's um, that coming from? Where's, where's this? Like, is that from way, way back in the yeah. day when, you know, they were agriculture stuff, they just needed to get the job yeah, done? So and... it goes into like, one of the things with Yankee, man, it's going to hit home for you, which is like education is very important. All right, cool, cool, cool. Learning things, be being open and accepting to experts telling you things. Okay, that makes sense, right? But also, and this is the one that you're going to be like, oh, which is wasting time is the worst thing you can do. And mm -hmm. it's so right, man. That's why the people in Massachusetts, when they forget their car keys, when they walk out the door, they're like, oh, and go back in the door and grab their car keys because obviously you weren't being efficient enough, you know, that kind of thing. And it's so interesting. It really is. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, when it gets into New York city. Oh my God. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it, but I mean, it's so, so true about freedom of religion during the, when, when people were first coming over to America, it was the only place uh, that accepted people of the Jewish religion. Like, I mean, amazing. I mean, only city, you know, it was amazing. That openly was cool. Amazing. Just amazing. I'd recommend that to anybody that's a, a little bit into history and a lot into culture. Like, definitely, man. Yeah. So it, it, it's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, because we think about it in this sense of right now. Like, oh, the East Coast is like this. The West Coast is like this. But those those uh, cultural things have been embedded in, in those geographic areas for hundreds and hundreds of years. Like, people who are in the Northeast still and their families were in the Northeast and they've had generations in the Northeast, they're a particular way. But the people who have like lineage on the West Coast, at some point they came from the East Coast, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, that family line. And that type of person that went out West during those crazy times, it makes sense that, you know, then all of a sudden the West Coast has like a different psyche than the East Coast because you know, genetically, there was something different about those people who made, who made the decision to go out west. They were more risk takers, and then you know, and then what they had to do crazy. to form a society out there that was that was uh, completely right. um, uh, that that could be independent, but also got things done is different than if you were somewhere else, like you know, Tidewater, and I think I think that's Virginia. I hope nobody tells me about this, but I think that's Virginia, and and different than Yankeedom, you know. And it talks about how Yankeedom came over, man, with like you know the Pilgrims came over, but they came over with families. Well, that's what's so interesting, man, it's, about up there is it's like these people are so uh, liberal in one sense because they're very educated in Boston and the Northeast and everything. Everyone's very educated, and so they have big ideas, and they they understand things so they don't have wild points of view, right? And I think a lot of really, you know, kind of negative points of view just come from a lack of understanding. And so when you're like really educated or around a lot of educated people or around a lot of, you know, stuff like that, then your, your views are typically more 
open-minded and 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 typically sway liberal you know and i think there's a little bit of an argument on the economic side it can kind of go both ways but when it comes to other things you're just more like liberal in that sense but you might have a more more of a willingness to to learn right um and and and, and to accept and accept that and like so we it, progress as society so we should kind of think progressively which is also kind of quote-unquote liberal in a sense and and you know and i don't mean it very, in the way but, of like on politics side, right the, now right but but what's funny about the northeast is like they're like that but then they're also super traditional too they're yeah. like well let's have you know like a a formal party and you know and be you know real traditional with the way that we organize our house and it's you know it's got this aesthetic that just feels very traditional and like we've got pictures of of our our family line and our grandparents and everything and it's like you, you know what i'm saying but you don't see that out in southern california People are chilling, dude. They're like, let's hit the fucking beach. You know, they're liberal over here too. It's a different kind of liberal though. It's a different kind of liberal. And what was it called? Was it called left coast or something? But it, it talked about that, you know, all the way into, you know, obviously Portland and, and uh, you know, up to Seattle, but it, it was something like that. But, you know, obviously we're founded by Puritans, you know, the right. Massachusetts, the Northeast, you know, right. but Puritans with, with families. But I mean, bro, this is, this blew my mind when I found out Massachusetts is per capita the most catholic state in the union right right, right. and you think that it was like fascinating some, it's yeah, fascinating it's far out dude like what you know what i mean but then when you talk to the priest man like father leroy from the gym man you tell him something like and he'd be like ha, ha, ha. like dude's a liberal guy man even though he's a catholic priest you know what i mean well we we consider religion to be hand in hand with like conservatism but that's not necessarily the case you know it really depends on the region you know, in the South, there is that correlation very heavily. Right. But in the Northeast, it's not like that. There's a lot of religious institutions, but there's also a lot of liberal thinking and, you know, very like, you know, intelligent thinking going on there that that changes people's viewpoints. You're very right, dude. You're, you're so right. And I, I just think, and this is my own thoughts, but I I think with the scandal, you know, I don't want to get into too many politics or anything, but the, the scandal with the Catholic Church that really messed with everything um, yeah. um, really shook Texas in a way where people were like, man, I'm not for them. I got to get out. And then they became evangelical Christians. And those evangelical right. Christians are in a, a way more conservative. And I, mm -hmm. I could be wrong and I hope nobody kills me for this, but are, are more conservative than, than the old school Catholics are. You know, like, I mean, I mean, we got a Pope that was like, you know, like, you know, you know hey, who am I to judge? <laughs> no, right. it's, it's right. amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You know, but but also the evangelicals have some amazing, amazing, amazing ways of life, too. I mean, they do some they do some incredible stuff. So it's just a different culture, a different culture than than than, you know, maybe the the Catholic culture, the old school culture or anything like that. Because remember, the Catholic Church has been around so long that they've had the. You know, they, they had the, you know, I think it was a great schism that got them away from the Orthodox Church. And then they had the, you know, uh, Vatican II or what, I don't know, it was Council of Vatican or, or something like that, where all of a sudden, you know, nuns didn't have to have a dude's name and you could go like receive the, you know, the host and all. And there was no gate and mass wasn't in Latin anymore. So they're, they just have more time to, to you know what I mean, to, I, I, I guess, liberalize or just uh, go easy on the rules. But Either way, man, you know what I mean? Either either way, it's just interesting when you look at the part of the countries that that and how they react to the same thing, because it is different, but also it's 
what makes America America. You know, what's, right. it's what makes this country good. You know what I mean? Well, and I have- just think it's a, yeah, it's important to have these conversations. You know, like I feel like we we are at a point now where we're so polarized that it's like, oh, if you want to start talking about politics, then it's like, oh, fuck. Like you're either on this side or you're on this side. And that's that. And I'm not even trying to say that. I'm just saying let's just take an objective look at where we're at in the world right now, where we're at in our country and just it's an interesting conversation that we should be able to have without people being like, fuck that, right. you know, it, on either side. Right. Because I'm just saying, what are the things, you know, the, that have created the foundation for these views and the way that people are? Because it's true whether you want to admit it or, or not. You know, when I go around the country on tour, I talk to different people and depending on their background, they've got different worldviews you know like i remember having this really good conversation with this kid in i think we were in nebraska and he was a farmer and his dad had a farm and he was like bro i work six days a week in the tractor on my farm listening to your music and that shit is tight and then we started talking about politics and he was just like you know he had this kind of very you know conservative viewpoint on the world and that's not necessarily where i skew personally but i was like i get it because your life is is exactly that. You're you're doing what you're doing every single day and you're thinking about what affects you. That's how you roll. Right. You know what I mean? When you right. live in that section of the country, you know what I mean? Or when you live on and that And we farm, can come together. You know? Right. We can come together more if we just take a more realistic look at this shit and say, why do people think the way that they do? Right? Like if you're thinking crazy, then yeah, you got to cut that out. Right? But like if we're just looking at what has led people to think the way that they think now and have an open, honest conversation about that. Then from there, we can say, all right, well, let's come together a little bit more. Let's, you know, be open to discussion and try and move things forward and progress as a society because progressing is not a liberal thing. Progressing is moving forward in life. You know, that's the meaning of progress. That, that's right? exactly it. And so that's a- you got to take progress out of the out of the conversation. It's not about, you know, being progressive isn't about being liberal. It's about how can we all move forward. And, you know, so but, 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 this, but this also, whole thing about different regions yeah. is but, crazy. And, and it's just like in, in other cultures, man, and even inside of America, you have to learn other people's rules, man. Just just a touch, just a touch of them. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, if you go, if you're in church, man, don't talk about sex. Like, you know what I mean? If you're in Wisconsin, man, don't talk about sex. Dude. Like, you know what I mean? In, in general, but that's part of being right. Wisconsin nice. You know what I mean? But but also, if you're an Asian, don't show anybody the bottom of your foot. Don't don't sit with your leg cross-legged where they can see the bottom of your foot. Just, you know what I mean? That's Yeah, we got to respect our, each other's cultures. You just have to respect yeah. the other cultures, even though we're like, it, should, it should be cool. This is all right. You know what I mean? But no, man, when you're when you're on Mars and the Martians eat with their you know toenails, man, Get your toenails out, man. Like, you know what I mean? If they're serving soup, get your toenails out, you know, because that's just, if, if you're, and I'm not saying you're on their turf, but if you're going to them, you can't be like, you know, this is how I do it back home, bro. So I think it's all right here. No, you can't be like that, dude. You have to understand, <laughs> right. man, that this culture that they have isn't a 10 day old culture. They're not just learning it, bro. These are the freaking rules, man. Like, so be cool with it, man. Like, be cool. And everybody on Sunday goes to church. You don't want to go to church? Cool, man. Cool. But don't just figure that, just don't just, yeah, don't A, knock them for it. But also, don't just figure that the bars are going to be open. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's just probably not going to happen, man. And I don't know if that's correct or not. But I mean, it's just like, you have to just, 
you have to be open-minded. And I'm not talking about left or right. I'm talking about everybody has to be open-minded and not get so triggered so quickly when you don't understand the other yeah. culture. You know, like you, you just have to ask questions instead of assume everybody's like you. You know, I'm sure there's some parts of the country I couldn't go around like this, man, where I need to be going around like this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, cool, man. If I'm in that part of the country, like, I need to look at everybody else and just kind of go by the rules. And I want to be independent. That's great, man. But, but let me tell you something, dude. Like, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. I got that empathy problem I told you about, man. So guess what? If I'm in a part of the country where they're, God, I remember one time I was taking a jujitsu lesson with this awesome dude, awesome guy. And I was doing it with my shirt off, right? And we're rolling down in the, in the basement. And this guy was amazing, man. Like, I mean, this guy was awesome. He was a great instructor, man. Had a wife and like, you know, 20 kids or something. He had a lot of kids, man. Really cool guys. I go upstairs without my shirt on. I should have known better, man. I knew that was a Christian family. And she goes, and his wife goes, oh, there's a naked man in the house. And I'm just mortified that I'm just assuming that this is cool. And I'm in this guy's house with my shirt off. I was in his basement right. in a jujitsu gym you know, with my shirt off wrestling because my shirt was going to get torn if I, if I didn't have it on. And I'm just going upstairs for a glass of water or whatever I was doing, like diesel. You know what I mean? Like walking around when his wife is home. Some people might be like, so what, dude? Me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to be more cool on that. And then I can, I can think back when I was a camp counselor, bro. And like, I was just sitting around getting some sun and you, if you stayed an extra week, man, you got an extra 400 bucks or something like that, man. So I'm on a hill, man. Like, and I did, it was like, you did some lawn maintenance or something like that, man. And I'm there, man, had my shirt off and a kid comes by and he goes, Hey, if you wouldn't mind putting your shirt on. And I'm like 18 or 19. And I'm like, well, I do. And he was like, we just have a, we just have a Christian camp. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm around all these kids that are like, you know, maybe 19, 20, like my age, like right. trying to look hulky and get a tan. And I can't find a private place to do that. And it's a Christian camp. Come on, Albert, like get, get with the program, man. Like understand you're not the only person on the planet. And this is before Instagram. This is before like TikTok. This is before all that shit. So understand, man, that there's a bunch of people that pray every day in front of you and they might not want to see your nipples, bro. You know, like, come on. So it, anyway, we just need to be more tolerant of other people's culture. Absolutely. Dude. And not just not just assume that we're carrying the mantle for our culture into the enemy territory. Right. The, the, we're all going to get good. along that's, better if we do a little bit of that. You're speaking facts, man. And, you know, we're not we're just not, gonna... <laughs> we're not on that level right now. It's like it's it's my way or the highway. And it's like, well, just, you know, chill out a little bit. Right. And, you know. I, I want to bring one one last point in because I know you have a, a, a session coming up, so I know you got to get off. But uh, you were saying jujitsu and you were saying not disrespecting other people's cultures. And it just reminded me of Anthony Bourdain, who I feel like embodies like the perfect, uh, you know, just like the perfect person in that sense where he was so accepting of other people's cultures and other people's ideas, whether it was different from his or not. And he said something that, you know, and I'm going to misquote it, but. I, you know, always try and remember, which is like when you're at somebody's house or you're in another country, you're in, you're with another family or you're with, you know, people at a restaurant or whatever, and they bring you food. Food is so important to other people's cultures that you have to eat all of that food. Like you have to at least try every single thing that they're giving you. Like if I go to someone's house and they're, you know, a different culture and, and they're an Asian family and they're bringing out you know, some sort of Asian cuisine. And I'm like, oh, no, nah, I don't eat that. You know, 
that is so disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't think people think about that a lot. And but I really took that in when when he said that. And it's, it's something that I I always think about all the time. And it's just this conversation reminded me of it because it's you know the, the food thing is important too. Like, they they try the food that for you. Yeah, they're trying to show, give you entry into their home by showing you what they have and what they can prepare right. and give you. Man, this isn't they didn't go to McDonald's. You know what I mean? They didn't go there. I just ordered pizza tonight, man. If it's a different culture and they prepare food for you, get your thumbs up, bro. You know what I mean? Just and try it. it. What's the worst that's going to happen? That's his whole thing. It's, it's like, what's going to happen? Unless your throat is closing up, man, it's time to eat a lot. And then you right. eat, you eat a good portion of every bit, man. And then you, and then you come up, you know, you, and you thank, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is really, really good. But you have to do that, man. They prepared that for you. They bought those ingredients thinking of you and your visit, man. So how are you going to be like, ah, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Now you can say for religious reasons and all of a sudden that changes the game and, and they, they respect that. You know what I mean? Like I, I right. you know, right. and, and you know what I mean? I don't eat, I don't eat meat on Fridays or you know what I mean? Or I don't eat pig or I don't eat, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or no shellfish. Thank you. You know what I mean? But you want to say that before their mom goes out and buys the grocery. Right. But food you is, know, just, is the just, perfect analogy for this open-minded shit that we're talking about. You know, because if you give yourself a chance to try it eight times out of 10, you're actually going to like that shit. You know, people don't eat shit if it's not good. So whatever they're eating is good. Like (laughs) cheese curds are good, bro. Barbecue is good, bro. It's going to be good. I mean, like goulash is good, bro. You know, like I mean, casserole is good, man. You know what I mean? You You need to try it, man. And, and we need to stop being so, um, me oriented and thinking that everybody's just going to capitulate to, to what we're doing. As people, we need to capitulate more. We need we need to we need to we need to be a little bit more accepting, and 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 that and that'll lead to forgiveness for everybody, and that'll lead to to, to um, encounters that are that are genuine, that are good, and that are not offensive for any member involved. It really will. Well said. Well said. I'm I'm bummed we didn't get to talk about nutrition, but we'll do another podcast and we'll talk about that. Speaking of you got food, it, brother, for sure. Albert sure. Samano, master trainer. Uh, what's your Instagram, bro? Uh, Albert, uh, at Albert Somino fitness is mine. But if you guys go to at master trainer fitness, I haven't posted anything. Please, please give it a follow, man, because that's the business section that, that we're building yes, right now. That'd be awesome. Yeah, new business, big business Thanks. coming soon.